This guy has done it all in show business. Award-winning writer, stand-up comic, an actor who worked with some of the best in the business, and we're going to be talking about that. He's got the Ipso Facto podcast here on Play.it with me on CBS Radio. He's the only all-business-with-Jeffrey-Hazlett guest that I know of who's made out with Kim Basinger, uh, not once, but twice, and uh, hopefully we'll get into that. Welcome the one and only Robert Wool. He's one of the world's most respected business experts, Jeffrey Hazlett. I want to take you behind the scenes on what's happening in business today. And whether you're on Main Street or Wall Street, we're going to find out the secrets behind their success. This is All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett, brought to you by Fortinet. Hey, Robert, you're in the business now of you. I mean, that's really your business, isn't it? Is yes. it you? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, and so when you sit there and look at it, how, describe your business. Describe oh, you. God. I, <laughs> um, my brother would say I'm a terrible businessman. My brother's in your business. So, he's <laughs> good because you and I have discussed. I mean, he no, really knows how to run He knows no, how My to brother's run good. My, yeah. bro- my brother's pretty good, yeah. He's, yeah. he's been in magazines and stuff. Did he get that from your dad? Because your dad was like a, pr- a produce guy, right? Yes, my dad ran, uh, it was family business, Wall Brothers uh, in from uh, Newark, New Jersey. Yep. Very successful business. To this day, it's still around. It's we, still around. Is it family owned? Is no, it? we're not involved anymore. But yes, it's still Wall Brothers is still around. Uh-huh. And um, <clears throat> he was a, a distributor between, let's say, uh, a and P and the local, you know, and yeah, Sun so it came Kiss. out on the docks or wherever, it, yes, yeah, exactly. And then he, he moved it out to, <clears throat> the, exactly. to the retailer, which yeah. is interesting in my family because of that. Because uh, that I come from a business background or or, or a, that kind of thing, that because most people in show business don't, right? Most people in show business don't, they come from a different background, creative. I came from a little bit of that, so that was instilled in me. I always make jokes about politically, my father was a Republican, my mother was a Democrat, so I, and I understand the businessman's point of view totally because you know my father ran a business, and, yeah. you, and like he used to say, Robert, you know, you can give all the programs, but no poor person ever gave anybody a job. You got to make money, you have yeah. you want to give jobs, yeah. so I understand that point of view. Uh, on the other hand, my heart t- takes me in other directions at times, I, it, which is fine, but you can have both, you can have you can you absolutely, can make money, have you can make money and still and still have, have a heart. heart. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I just, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's it, absolutely. I think yeah. you can do both. I mean, you have very successful businessmen, been, been, you know, very liberal people, yeah. and, and a lot of uh, poor people have been very conservative. Exactly. So, so exactly. You, you could do that all the time. So, as far as my business, yeah, my business is me, I guess. Right. Uh, it's talent. It's uh, doing whatever I can, whether it's acting, whether it's doing a podcast, whether it's writing a Broadway musical, as I am now, as if it's uh, you know, directing, writing, uh, doing stand-up comedy I used to do a lot of, or hosting, which I still do a lot of, uh, hosting corporate events or... You know, is that a big business for you? I mean, when I, I mean, I do a lot of keynotes, and so right. I like giving a lot of speeches because that's just like showing up and giving, yeah. you know, walking yeah, no, out when, the when, you, when you can do that, it's great. Yeah. When you can get that. So when you uh, can I really like to understand your part of the business because everybody sees you. I mean, you've been on movies. I mean, my my favorite one you were ever on was The Bodyguard. You know, okay. because that's just I love that movie, and uh, not that you had a huge role because you really didn't have a huge role, but it was a good role. Um, but, but everyone would look at you, look at celebrities, and say, "Man, there, there goes a real rich guy." Yeah, you know that's yeah. the first thing they yeah. think, right? Because yeah. you're just yeah. you're rolling it in. But it's hard work, right? Well, it's very hard, and it's not, it's not just hard; it's limited by the percentage of people in my business. Let's say SAG that make over, let's say, fifty thousand dollars a year. I would 
put at maybe ten percent. It's a small percentage. It's right? a very and, and the guys who make big money is a very small. Yeah. It's not like America, pretty much. It's yeah, like, it's the same thing. Same one percent. I would say the one percent <laughs> is the one percent, and they make a lot of money. Yeah. Um, but part of what I've always had problems with with uh, SAG itself, the union, is that. Is that when they have your dues, they cap your dues based on one hundred fifty thousand dollars. Yeah. So uh, I think you make one percent. You got to pay like something like that. So you pay like one percent, but they cap it at one hundred fifty thousand dollars. And my uh, my feeling is, a uh, wait a minute, hold on. The guys at the top are making you know fifty million dollars a year. Why are we capping them at at, at you know one hundred fifty thousand dollars earned? Yeah, but do they really need it? Do they need it? That's my point. My point is that they would never miss it. It's all tax yeah, write-offs I, anyway. Well, but I got that. But would they really need the services of SAG? They have to do Yes. It? Yeah, yeah you, because they have to be in SAG? You'd want to be in SAG if you ever want to win an award. And when you make that kind of money, what's left? Yeah, right. Well, there is You, you want to win an yeah. award. You better right. be You better be in the, If you're going to win a SAG award, you better be in the so union. So it's just part of the, what they got to check right, off. Right. But you got to remember, who started SAG back in the day were people like Bogart, Cagney, the big stars. Yeah. They, because, well, it was run by the studio, so they were trying to break some of that, right? Well, they were breaking all of it. That's, yeah. That comes not the Academy Awards when everybody yeah. treats us as a holier-than-thou attitude yeah. with the Academy Awards. The basic first dinner was held. Uh, the, the Academy Awards were given at the end of the 15 minutes at the end of the dinner. Yeah. The whole dinner was put together to, to tell all the... The studio heads brought all the people, the crafts people together saying, you don't have to have a guild. You don't have to have a union. We will take care of you. Don't unionize. Right, right. So it was basically anti-union. started the whole Academy Awards. Mm. And then at the end, last 15 minutes, they gave out the trophies. And Louis B. Mayer was famous for saying, you know, if you give these people trophies, they'll show up for anything. Yeah. So, so there they and go. That, so it's not built on some grandiose. It was the reason they had the dinner was to keep out the unions. <laughs> so and it grew into something else. Yeah. But that said, um, you need the guys at the top of any. If the guys at the top aren't going to be there, you're in trouble. Yeah. So that was a big. That's always a big event. So my effect was. In fact, George Clooney finally brought this up, and they said, "Well, why don't we cap the dues at five million? It's like if you make five million, you could afford the one percent. Right. And, and by the way, that by doing that, you would pay for. Everybody's healthcare, right, right, because you got all those, and they would, and also, they'd never miss it. It's one person. These guys make so much money yeah, that do. it's a write-off anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, it's dues. So, and it's very interesting. Well, it's giving something back too. I, I, I won't. So, I don't want to debate that. But talk to me about the business of again, the business of you. So, so you do a lot of stand-up comedy. That, I used that, to. I don't do much. Yeah, anymore. but that, that's slugging it out. I mean, that's just that was slu- tough. just that was slugging tough. like one night after a night after a night after a night. And that's not a lot of money in order to break it. But you're but at the beginning, it's not it. a lot. At the beginning, it's a lot. But it's not like money. being an entrepreneur. An entrepreneur is doing the same thing. I mean, I'm going out there making sale after sale after sale after sale, whatever I can do right. to get something to get the big guys in. Right. right. Well, once you once you establish yourself and you can draw a crowd. Yeah. You know, you, if like Kevin Hart's on tour, this year he's going to make 100 million dollars on his tour. Well, having a community is a big thing. Yes. You know, building that's that, you know that's the what brand. social media has really done right, really right, well. Which is for something I've done terribly. On. Yeah. Well, you so, should do, but you, you I, should. I, You've got a lot, a lot of people see you and they they go like, man, I. I I mean, we met through the right. CBS uh, play. Right. We had fun, and we had fun, and when yeah. we, which we should turn half our stuff into our own show because <laughs> it's just a lot of fun. Because you're very quick witted, and I, which I really, really, I really like because you can see yourself. When I'm sitting there talking to you, you can see yourself thinking what you're thinking, and it's, but it's going off in seven different ways. I could tell that too. So, so you're slugging. You're not making a lot of money on that tour, right? On which tour? On, on any tour, and like when you're well, doing yeah, stand up comedy. Well, again, let's let's go back. When you're doing stand up and you're starting out, you're getting a salary. Yeah. And you can do okay if you're a headliner. You know, you can make a couple thousand a week and stuff like that, which is you know definitely fine. When you are a star who has a TV show, 
and you can go out and tour. I mean, like an Amy Schumer right now. I guess yeah. Kevin Hart's tour is doing all. He's going to make a hundred million dollars on yeah, this big tour. Big stuff. That's huge. And she's got to be Sh- making some. Good, Amy Schumer. Some good these people stuff. make. You, you can make quite a bit now in stand up. Is it? Is, do they pay kind is, of a scale way, on something? By the way, it is still hard. Yeah, it's, it's still, still hard. hard. No, yeah. it's it's your. Yeah, look, I get paid a lot of money to. I just got inducted in the Speaker's Hall of Fame, one of the, you know, hopefully the one of the best speakers of all time. But it's still hard. It's a performance, yes. right? I mean, you're, yeah, you're I mean, putting I, your all into it. Whether was, they pay you a couple hundred dollars or a couple hundred thousand. It's fascinating to go on tour, period, uh, and watch the grind. I just uh, uh, Recently, this past week, I was on tour with the Eagles. And because a friend of mine's in the band, so they invited me to come. They, with, they we're, just we're, were in my hometown in South Dakota a couple of months ago. That's right. Yeah. The uh, So, uh, uh, and uh, it was interesting to watch that process yeah. go. It was really interesting because that's 200 people. That's it, a machine. It, it, it really is. It's a phenomenal yeah. machine. And to watch the everybody doing their job and every it, but it's hard i mean yeah. they, you know they get up they you know now they you know it, it's still hard yeah is that you that is me that's oh. you who is it? is your agent you getting actually some it is uh, is actually that money ringing yes he's, it is he's probably saying don't tell your fees on the radio right now because uh, he's actually, watching actually periscope which we're hey john put it over here we're live on periscope right now you're on cbs radio we're up on the 44th floor here in new york right and we're talking with robert and myself we both do shows on cbs and, and i can't we, and i can't answer it no don't don't answer. We, we got to finish out. So, wh- where do you, where do you really you know in the entertainment business where do they where does everybody make their real money? Is it the residuals that come back? Depends. Or? I did a show on HBO for seven years and haven't seen a penny of residuals. Uh, Is that because it never got played again or what? And for the most part, also the agreement. Are you talking on, about the ROS show? Yes. Yeah. You uh, were really good in that. It was oh, a lot of fun to watch you. Thank you. And then um, I don't know who the Chinese gal was in there was good. Korean. Yeah. Or Korean. Okay. Korean. Sorry. My apologies. Oh crap. That's gonna get me some uh, bad bad. Bad, bad the, uh, backlash. The um, but uh, her name was Sandra O, oh, and she yeah, went oh, on, Sandra O. Oh, of course, right. she, she went on to uh, great fame oh, on yeah. uh, Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, and um, but uh, that the residual the agreement signed at that time for HBO was horrible. Yeah, horrible. So we didn't get any residuals for it. Um, but but it played out though. I mean, it was good. You made yeah, good oh, money while you were yeah, there. Yeah, while right? it was on the air, you made some money. Yeah, that was. But it's not like network money. Yeah, nothing is like network money. Right, because it's nothing. cable. Because it was different? cable, it was much different back yeah, then, especially it, back then. Well, it's uh, it's a, it's the same now. You know, I had a cable business show, and it's the same kind of thing. You really don't make any money unless you own the stuff. Right. If you own it, then that's a different. Then right. if you have, you can get a show that keeps going. You keep you know getting ad dollars. Right. The uh, um, network TV and now cable is better. They're they're paying better and they're giving better deals. Yeah. I think The Sopranos changed everything and Sex and the City's probably changed well, everything. Well, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones is a good yeah. example too. But you got to those are big dramas. Those are I mean big dramas have always well, Sex paid and the well. Sex and the City, you know, this wasn't a drama really. Yeah, well, but I what I call big production, they're big they um Game of Thrones is a big ticket yeah, item. Yeah, that's a big That's a big I mean, ticket that's item. big stuff. Sopranos was because of the nature of what everybody made in fees and how yeah. big it became because by production it really shouldn't have been. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't a lot of production value in the Sopranos. If well, you remember think the old days of Seinfeld. I mean, Seinfeld when they first started probably made nothing, but as they season after season after season, they got where they were making what a million dollars per episode. More, yeah. um, but I'll tell you a story that most people don't know about Seinfeld. Ooh, I love this. All right. Uh, in the beginning, I can't. I won't mention his name because it's not fair to this guy. In the beginning, it was called the Seinfeld Chronicles. That's where they, they shot the pilot. I know this because we shared a manager, Jerry and I. And uh, it didn't do well at all. It, I think they did three episodes, maybe six episodes. And they were thinking about canceling it. And um, Castle Rock, led by Rob Reiner. Did it actually make it to air, those those chronicles? Yeah, I think they did. Okay. But they went on the air for like six episodes, and it mm-hmm. didn't do well. And 
Which is not a long season, by the way. No, most no, people no. Say eight to ten episodes are a season. Well, know? twenty-two is a season. Really. Is it? No, yeah. I, I, for in the news business, it's eight to twelve. Yeah. It's eight to ten. Yeah. But for, for full TV, it's is it, twenty-two. Is it twenty-two? Yeah, wow. you can get twenty twenty-two. That's a good. That's season. pretty. That's a good. That's a good living. But after the first couple of episodes, and this is not a this is not talking out of term, it wasn't doing well, mm-hmm. and Castle Rock fought to keep it. The one thing they had going for it was getting a good demographic. It was getting a good demographic. They liked that. So Castle Rock fought to get it on the air, and, and NBC then said, um, we'll go ahead, but we want to add another co-showrunner, as they call it, you know, another yep. top guy. Yep. And they added this guy sure. whose name I shall not remember. And the show, showrunners, for those that are listening, are the guys that run the show. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's like a producer, like Mark Burnett's a showrunner. Right, yeah. yeah, Mark Burnett. Well, they had Larry and David were the showrunners. Okay. But they wanted to add a third guy mm-hmm. because they said these guys aren't too commercial. So let's add a third guy. They're kind of artistic. Yeah, yeah so... They added the third guy, and after about six episodes, it wasn't working out with the third guy at all yeah. for, for the other guy, for Larry and David. And so it looked like the show was going to get canceled. Maybe it was going to get picked up again. And But Larry and Jerry had enough of this other guy and wouldn't work with him. So the guy had a choice, and he said, buy me out. And he said, buy me out. And so Castle Rock bought him out. Bought all his points out, and he had apparently about the same amount of points as Larry and Jerry. Mm-hmm. And they bought him out for one hundred fifty thousand dollars. And they said, "You sure you don't want to keep a point or two on this thing?" And he said, "No, I don't want any part of this." And bought him out. And I asked Rob Reiner <laughs> What's that? what those points would be worth today. Yeah. And he said, conservatively, three hundred million dollars. In unbelievable. Yeah. There you was, know, I, I can't mention his name because that's one of those ones. That's okay. I, I'll tell you another. Head and go, yeah. you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you another guy. I was talking to Nolan Bushnell, who's the founder of Atari, and also Chuck E. Cheese. Now, no one's known for starting up all kinds of different companies. He had a chance once to give Steve Jobs fifty thousand dollars to start Apple, and he passed. Said it was the stupidest mistake he ever made in his life. But but you know, it happens. It at the same time, I mean, he sold companies for twenty, thirty, fifty. Hey, million, by the way, four hundred t- million dollars. At the time, Seinfeld looked like it was going to get canceled. Exactly. At the time. $150,000 might have been, a, you know, he might have needed that money. Yeah. You don't know what the guy's position yeah, was. Yeah, but the other thing, he would have had to work with with uh, that, that uh, Larry and David guy, so that, that, that it was a pain in the ass, so I'm sure. Oh, it, it was great. Yeah. It would have been great. You get along with those guys? I started with all those guys. You did? So yeah, you, we started right here with all the stand-up and in, at the improv. So in you York. guys are all... Me, Larry, uh, uh, Larry, You still get together? Uh, we see each other occasionally, not really. Yeah. Uh, I saw Larry on when he was on Broadway right out. I haven't seen Jerry in a while. But but occasionally we will run into each other. Larry, uh, Keenan Waynes, me, uh, Jerry. Uh, I'm sure I'll go through other guys, too. Yeah, uh, Richard well, Richard Lewis was a little before me. But, that, you know, you were... Uh, you Richard started, Lewis, funny guy. When you started out as a comedy club, there weren't... When I started out in the late 70s, there weren't that many of them. Right. And the big ones were Catch a Rising Star in New York, mm-hmm. was Catch a Rising Star and The Improv. And those are really it on the East Coast. I mean, in New York, right? Uh, you had a, but now you had a bunch of guys go through there before him, but they were a breeding ground. Side Night Live had just started a few years earlier, so that was big. Uh, David Brenner had gone through there, and Jay Leno, and um, Freddie Prinze, and so yes. Yeah, so I mean, you had real talent, and, and real. Are, and you know, when you think about it, these are guys that got. When you say their names, they're also got businesses around them. They did. They did well, like. David Brenner, he did really well. You don't see him as much anymore. Well, he's right? dead, so yeah, really so tough. obviously you don't see him. If he shows up, you got a scoop. No, but but my, <laughs> but my point is, great guy by yeah, the way. I do miss he, him. He was he was hilarious, but he was hot. And I, oh yeah, do, do you did you did you? Let me ask you this question: What mistakes did you make in the business side of? 
Now you look back and say, not man. Not saying yes more. Okay. I said no a lot. I was really good at saying no. Why? Because you just, you were I didn't stuck like up the material. Didn't I like didn't it. like the material. I was very possessive of what I did. Um, still am, to a point. Uh, very proud. Uh, but uh, I would have said yes to more opportunities to see where they would have gone. Uh, to see, even though, because a lot of times things start one way. And by the way, like bad ones go, I, I was offered the movie um, Problem Child. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I said no to that. And again, it made two or three movies. And yeah, I did not my cup of tea, but you know what? I would have made a chunk of money. Yep. And also, I found out something else that it was, you know, when you're young and you're arrogant and you're riding hot, but as bad as you think something might be, you will be stopped sometime by somewhere by somebody who said, you know that movie? He goes, I love that movie. Like, I've been stopped by a couple of things I thought were just dreadful. Just terrible, and, 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 yeah. and somebody will like it. Yeah. And and they'll be a fan of yours for something else. So I would have said yes to more projects. I think um, uh, when Joan Rivers was, uh, uh, um, not Joan Rivers, when, uh, was it Joan Rivers? I, no, it wasn't Joan. Somebody had a talk show on Fox before. I mean, it was Joan Rivers. Yeah. Joan did. Yeah. yeah so when, after her show was off, they were going through all these guest hosts. And they approached me to be one of the guest hosts to take over for a while. And I said, would I have my own writing staff? Well, I don't think it was Joan Rivers. Would I have my own writing staff? Would I have my own talent coordinators to, to, right. to show my point of view? And they said, no. And I said, well, then well, why I, would you do why should- Are you, do? You, do you feel like your principles sometimes get in the way of the yes. side? Yeah. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Both. Yeah. Both. I mean, it's hard to second guess everything. I mean, ultimately, I've always believed this in life, that you are responsible for your own actions. You, yeah. I know you can't blame everybody for everything else. Um, sometimes you say no and an opportunity comes up. That, that's good. The other thing is you get to work with people. And I, I become more and more of a person that... Uh, believes that work breeds work. Work breeds work. Yeah. You know, you well, be- kind of like if you want something done right, give it to a busy person. Like, yes, oh, yes. A little yeah, bit uh, like that, right? Okay, for example, my wife used to, you know, before she, uh, when I first met her, she was uh, uh, she was working at Simon Schuster and moonlighting at the improv. But she was a waitress for a while. And she'd say, when you work in restaurants, the service is always terrible when nobody's there. She goes, because everybody's laying around doing nothing. Right. When the service, when, when people are busy around <laughs> stuff like that's that. That's a good point. Service is generally better. Yeah, because they're, they're, they're finally tuned at that point. Yeah, no. Right? It, and, it, and engaged. Right. Yeah. But when you have, it, she goes, generally, now if it's overwhelmed, that's a different story. But yeah. when there is action going on, right. you know, it, it does better. Yeah. Oh, it's this thing. What was the, so what was the biggest lesson that you actually learned in business? Oh, don't put your own money into my own movie. That would have been one. No. Uh, <laughs> did I you could, have a bad experience? Well, it was a great experience. I didn't. I mean, I didn't. Eh, we didn't. We didn't quite make our money back. We didn't lose all of it, but uh, uh, I would have made other decisions. But that's minor stuff. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking bigger picture stuff. Yeah. What other? Um, well, by the way, let me ask you a question. Here's a here's well, a problem. Ahead. This is a tough one. You're going to find your own fault. This is this is a question that you're going to ask yourself to the, any day. My, I think one of the biggest qualities I have that I'm proud of is loyalty. Yeah. I'm a tremendously loyal person. However, that can get in the way. Yep. I mean, that's hurt me. It can cost you money. It can cost me a lot of yeah, money. It I, think really it, I think it cost me a lot of money along the way. Uh, whether I'm not making certain business changes in my career with different people, when I should have. like management. Yes. Yeah, yeah. people that yeah. are working for you. Yes. Yeah. Um, and yes, yeah. absolutely. I got because, burned by that the other day. Yeah, I mean, Same because thing. I'm so loyal to friends that perhaps or people I've hired and but but on the other hand for most time they're extremely loyal like from I did seven years of the Arla show on HBO and of our writing staff I know of one person 
one person on the entire staff, and we probably had, you know, about 20 writers, maybe not even that, over the course of seven years, we had a small staff that left. And the only reason they left is because they got a, a, a job opportunity to be a co-executive producer on the West Wing. That's the only... It's That's a, a pretty good job. Yeah, so you, yeah. You, you want people to leave and go on to better things. All right, hey, speaking of loyalty, I got I to get loyal with one of my uh, sponsors. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Actors run on coffee, comedians run on coffee, even sports agents run on coffee, and so does all business. And we run exclusively on Dunkin'. Dunkin' sells more than 1.7 billion cups of coffee every year, and we're drinking a lot of them right now. Everybody's drinking Dunkin' because America runs on Dunkin'. You a coffee drinker? Uh, Dunkin' you got Donuts. One right here. I have a coffee. Uh, I you don't like drink- Dunkin'? Dunkin's always had great coffee. Yeah, they good. It's good coffee. It's just a, it's a regular cup of joe. It's good stuff. You know, there is there's always been the jokes about cops with coffee, Dunkin' yeah, Donuts. Right. Yeah. You know what? There's a reason for that. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. There's a reason. That's cliches a are cliches yeah. for reasons. You know, I got to tell you, we talk about loyalty. I want to make the comment. You know, and I and I say this, and I and I even with some people that are in the room right now, they're with me. But I, by and large, say... Is that you? Yeah. Does that mean you? Okay. John's John's not one of these guys. But I always say loyalty is like a paycheck away. For a lot of people, that's true. Yes. Yeah. Would you agree agree with that? Yeah. Well, yes. Uh, Here's the thing. I mean, I like to think people would stick with you, right? And if they burn you once... Yeah. <laughs> Chances are, and I and I, this has happened to me once, where a guy, one of my guys, has been who have been with me forever, did something that was wrong. He, he, he did something that was wrong. Yeah. And I got rid of him for like two days, two or three days, and I gave him his job back. Um, and there is something if they screwed you once, they might screw you again. Right. Um, if it's well, an I'm, ethical thing, I mean, how can you bring him back? <laughs> I I couldn't do it. If it's an ethical thing, I I think I got to say, hey, I still love you. But I can't condone what you did. Yeah, and I gotta let you go. And I'm sorry. I I, I still lo- I, I will still love you. Yeah. Right. This. Uh, but uh, yeah. I mean, it's tough. It's a it's paycheck, a really a paycheck away uh, for most people. Yeah. I would say for most. Yeah. There are a few that stick by. No, you. they're without question. I mean, I got folks that work been working with me for decades. You right. Know? And then I also have family I, too. So. I have the same friends. Uh, the, the manager I have now, I've known for 30 years. Uh, he wasn't my manager up until about uh, seven, eight years ago. He wasn't because we were friends. Yeah. I didn't want to get involved in that. Yeah. Uh, I have the same friends I grew up with in high school that I hang out with. I don't have many sh- that many show business friends. I have very few of them. Basically, my friends are the people I've known for since high school or through college. I mean, I had all these friends. I went to University of Houston, and I still have the same friends from University of Houston. I have. Uh, Why did you go to Houston? You're you're a New Jersey kid. What the hell? You had to go all the way down to Houston. Uh, the short answer would be they accepted me. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, and that's, that's the God's honest truth. Is, yeah. this, remember, I'm going down there. This is the 70s, right? I'm, I'm, yes, there's yeah. a war going on. Yeah, oh yeah. There's a war going on. You're, few, and, you're just a few years older than I am. but I. You I, know, there's a war going on, and uh, yeah. I had to go to school. Mm-hmm. Um and would you, by the way, let me ask you, this is a great question. Would yeah. you have served if you hadn't got... If, Probably, because yeah. my father was uh, my father's, uh, yeah. was in World War II. Mine too. II. I'd ser- I would have served. My father was in World War II. He was a... He did two things. He was a... Uh, but one of the things he did was a cryptologist. Is that right? Yeah, and he was on the island of Tinian during World War wow. II. Wow. Now, the island of Tinian well, is... Well, which later has it, some, well, a big history. Well, America. the Enola Gay yeah. f- flies from Tinian. Yeah. So my dad is a... Cro- his, his commanding officer was Colonel Paul Tibbetts. Is that right? And so I once asked my dad, Dad, you're a cryptographer. Did you get the message? He said, and I once got a message saying, little boy down. So, and I said, did you have any idea what that was? Yeah. And he said, and he could have lied and said, yeah. He goes, no, I thought absolutely none. They, they wouldn't have known. They, they, they really, have, can you he, imagine such a secret being kept today? 
It's a yeah, yeah, no, it couldn't happen. I don't it, think over that length of time because we're talking about this took months in development right, right. in terms of development. You know, let's just don't even go into how long it took to take the bomb. But once they put the plan in place, we're talking about months, and there was there was so much human yeah. interaction with the thing. You, it's surprising that it kept it. Yeah. So so there again, there goes the the complexity of myself because on one hand I'm a pretty liberal guy in certain ways, right. but on the other hand I'm very pro military yeah. because of my father being in there and the business part of him. So it's like I'm I, I'm sort of centrist. I it's, you know with, with social issues probably left to center with business issues right to center. Yeah. Um, I'm, to be honest with you, I'm a lot like that too. Yeah. I mean, I, in military issues. I'm so far to the right, I'm like Attila the Hunt. I, I'm uh, my my wife is to the left of Lenin. You got to know this. My <laughs> wife is, is is New England, you know, to the left of Lenin. It's got to be great dinner conversation. Well, it, huh? it, it's a joke because she's so far left that it's so you, ridiculous. You, I, I I do things, you know, around the house. I tell my wife last night because she she sent out a post. To, she my wife's a tiny little thing, and and she said something about I, I buy these big bars of soap. And, and she said, they're so big, I can't hold them. So I went and I cut it in half right. for her. And she tweeted out that, oh, look what my loving husband did for me. And I said, well, I do stuff for you all the time, like leave dishes in the thing or or, or don't make the bed, just so you feel wanted. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> I do that all the time. So She's tweeting you, yeah. out that you cut the soap. Cut the soap in See, half. See, my it. wife tweets out when I cut the cheese. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a difference. You, you won't believe what this place smells yeah, but like. For you, but for you, it turns into a routine. Yeah. yeah well, so, so for me, I'm just how long points. you married? Uh, Thirty-three years. I'm th- so am I. Yeah. So you go. So am I. That's a cool sixteen deal. of which have been the happiest of my life. Yeah. My wife says the same. She says eleven. <laughs> yeah. So same right, yeah. Thing. She she's the one that says that. I know me. I wouldn't be married to me. So the, yeah, it's tough. I I find you know with all. Did you, do you include your uh, Do you include your wife in the business decisions you make sometimes? She's terrible. She's, she, she doesn't know. I have to only be You know she's going to listen to this, right? She listens to this? Yeah, no, no, no. She never listens to anything. Oh, I'm sending her a copy. No, no, I, I just no, no, no. She never listens to anything I do. Is that right? I've never listened to anything I do. I hardly I, do either. i got to tell you something. I don't yeah. listen to my shows ever yeah. Yeah. Um, unless there's something I want to double check. I really don't. Uh, um, I, a lot of times I'll do movies I've never seen. Do you live in the moment? I try to. Yeah. I try to. It depends on how involved I am with the project. But if I'm a hired hand on the project and I'm just a participant, then I just go along and I'm doing it for the team. Yeah. If it's my project and I'm responsible for the project, if let's say I'm directing something or I've written or created in a show, then I'm like Arliss or the movie I directed or like assume the position or what I did for HBO, the, the history thing, then I'm totally hands-on. Okay, but, do you, but given the fact that the business is of you, do you have? Do you are you thinking through strategically? Like I need to reposition myself here. Look, I was in ROS for seven years. People think me as a sports agent now, um, almost along those lines. Do do you have to think? You know, long term for you as a business, do you have to like think through those things? Oh, I would love to have my brother on here. He would be ripping yeah. me left and right. Yeah, he would be ripping me left and right. Um, not as well as I should. Yeah, not as well as I should. Um, Is that I, because of the art? The, I mean, Partly, also because I, uh, yes, because okay. I look at my life, I decided to make, my wife was good about this. She made, she says, my life is my art. Yeah. So I enjoy, you know, what I do. And, uh, you know, I love, like, I got a place in Manhattan. I live right across from near the Met. 
and I got my place in L.A. And to me, and I, I, if I go to Paris, I just did a pilot for. Uh, you you you've been to Paris a couple times since I, I've talked to you. Yeah, I've, I, I brought the I told you about the dogs. And yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, my dogs have been to Paris five times. My dogs live very well. <laughs> My dogs live very well. They even speak the language now. They woof woof, zi bow wow. Is that right? The, uh, I had a dog on the plane the other day. This woman had this big mastiff, and, that, and she and she it was a service dog, yeah. Robert, a service dog, a mastiff, and and we were stranded on on ground. I, I talked to the captain and letting the dog out because I'm thinking this dog's got to go to the bathroom, man. And the she could only speak to it in French, and she goes, "We got to go wee wee and poo poo." Yeah. That, that was that was it. Hey, I gotta take another break here. Whoa. Liberty Tax has over four thousand offices across North America, and we've all seen their Statue of Liberty greeters near those 4,000 offices. Liberty Tax is offering a tuition-free tax school starting in September, where folks can learn a new skill and start a new career path and explore their franchise opportunities. So if you're looking to get into the business, add another service to your business, or need great tax prep services, look to Liberty. You do your own taxes? No. You don't? No. Somebody else does it for Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Is your wife she involved? No, in no. My wife's not involved in many business things. She's so, terrible. She's that. just she's terrible. She's just awful. That she wouldn't do. I mean, well, just, what are you married for for thirty three years? Then what's, what's the good things of this thing? Uh, she makes me better. Yeah, well, they do, don't they? You know, I'm a better. I'm a, I'm a better. Certain, no, I'm a better man because of I'm my a wife. much better man because of yeah, that. Without business question. wise, no. What, what Creative she, wise, no. So what she, she do, what she do to balance you then? Oh God. Um... She, uh, uh, she, uh, I don't know. See, because like my wife, like, look, my wife remembers things that I. She goes, we got to go over and see our our grandbaby before we leave for the week. Well, I never would have thought of that. Right. Yeah, just because it doesn't dawn on me like that. Or you know, I didn't need to include my son. We got to call. You got to call your your stepfather. You got to do those. And it's like, oh yeah, you're right. Why didn't I think of that? Yeah, my wife reminded me about calling your grandson too. By the way, <laughs> we gotta call Jeffrey's grandson. Yeah, there you go, there you go, granddaughter, granddaughter, Sophie. Yeah, so- a- Sophie, great name. Yeah, it's a great, great name. name. Yeah. Great. We almost named our dog. We named her Sadie Rose. It was close to being. This is your dog. We're getting back to your dog. Oh, dog. Are back. you treating my kids? I bet oh, you. Oh yeah, kids, yeah. They, they're better. Kids than don't kids. live as well as my exactly. dogs. Exactly. My dogs live very well. All right, I'm going to ask you some rapid fire questions because this is like this is, the, and then we'll wrap it up. And I want to give you a chance for a, a shameless plug. So what do, you, what do you have in common with actors Dennis and Randy Quaid, Brent Spinner, who played Commander Data on Star Trek Next Generation, country singers Kenny Rogers and Larry Gatton, and U.S. Senator Elizabeth Warren? What do you all have in common? We all attended the University of Houston in Houston, Texas, where I crammed four years into seven. <laughs> Did you really? <laughs> yes. I, I, I actually I, saw a quote that you said, I went to college, but I didn't do shit or something I, well, like that. I loved school. I just hated class. Oh, what? Yeah. Well, you said, oh, you studied nothing while you were an undergraduate in the university. Uh, not nothing. By the way, I'll give you another one in there. My, my college roommate my freshman year was the great artist Julian Schnabel. Really? He was my freshman roommate. I'll be dang. Yeah. That's something. You still stay in touch with him? Occasionally. Yeah. You got to know Julian. Yeah, my, my freshman roommate uh, was um, turned into a minister, so I don't have any touch with him at all. <laughs> no, no, yeah, no. Not at all. In fact, I called him preacher. That's what I called back him. Back then? Yeah, back then I called okay. him preacher. Where'd you go to school? Uh, Augustana College, small little Lutheran school in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Oh, that's right. You're from up there. Yeah, right? yeah. So we went right there. That's where I met my wife in a panty raid the first night of school. She was trying to stop me as I was pushing in the door, and I knocked in the door and broke her f- toe. Where's Grand Forks? Grand Forks, North Dakota. That's where I was with the Eagles. Yeah? Yeah, it was oh, a Grand couple of weeks Forks. ago. Oh, Grand Forks, yeah. They were down in Sioux, it was Sioux Falls. It was Sioux down. Falls, and they yeah. were Grand Forks, yeah. Yeah. All right, who who is the University of Houston's mascot? Cougar. Yeah, what's the name? 
Shasta. Yeah, Shasta. There you go. What happened when Shasta the Cougar met Oregon's Donald Duck oh, mascot God, in the I... 2007 football season opener? I have no idea. Really? Yeah, none. The duck attacked Shasta while Shasta was doing push-ups for total points after each touchdown in front of the Cougar fans. Oh, this is the mascot. Yeah, so yeah, the I mascot. I was thinking of the duck attacking a Cougar, you know, because yeah. they do have a real Cougar there. Oh, well, that would have been... Yeah, that's what I was thinking was you were really saying. The mascot, you again. Okay. Hey, name one of the guest stars that died in the opening sequence of the opening sequence of the two episodes of Police Squad, which uh, you co-wrote. Yes. Uh, John Belushi. John Belushi? Yeah. In Police Squad? John Belushi died. Well, I have William Conrad and George uh, uh, Stanford Brown. Okay. They both may have died, but we, we, what happened was, oh, I know why you didn't see it. It was the last thing John Belushi shot. In the beginning of Police Squad, really? we would always do, tonight's guest star is, and it would be somebody like that, and we would kill him off in the yeah. opening credits. Belushi shot it, and then he died about two weeks later. It was the last thing he shot, so they Holy never they never man. showed it. So that's why when you asked the question, I really treated yeah. John. They never showed it, but it was shot. Whoa. And he died. It's about almost it. like a trick question. Then. Yeah, well, it was one of those shots where, like you said, tonight starred John Belushi, and you had like a like a like a fish tank or like a, yeah, like a and you saw a guy with an anvil go from the top to the bottom. You know, yeah, right, right through it, and then but they shot it, and then he died about a week to ten days later. Oh, so there's no way you could have done that. No, right? well, you yeah. could have. But yeah, maybe today they might have used. They it. might. They, and might. they might today. There you go. That that's the uh, on the uh, special uh, the special edition DVD. They should put that on. How about how did the ABC Entertainment president explain the cancellation uh, of Police Squad after only six episodes? The problem, the quote was, "The problem with Police Squad is you have to watch it." <laughs> hey, that's not listen. I, I had I had a years ago when I first got there, about 1980. I had an idea which uh, which I did a history. I'm always big in history. I'm very big history buff, and I had a thing where I was doing like a spoof of it was called Robert Wall's History 101. And we were going to do the first thing on the Civil War. And I was going to talk about all what happened in the Civil War in a funny way and show the things that people think happened that didn't happen, things that you may not know, like Abner Doubleday uh, you know, was a guy at Fort Sumter who fired the first shot, but then later on was credited with starting baseball, so he actually threw out the first bomb. Yeah. You know, it was a, and stuff like that, like the term... Well, here, let me give you this question. Paul Revere or Israel Bissell? Yes, Israel Bissell. Uh, Paul Revere is the guy who's credited with warning the British where actually he only rode 13 miles and was actually caught. Many people think he actually ratted out most of the people, where Israel Bissell did the same ride and went 250 miles, but nobody knows Israel Bissell because of pop culture. Uh, Longfellow immortalized Paul Revere in his yeah. famous, which happened 70 years later, you know. That, yeah, many, it, many that, years that, after. It happened 70 years later. You can always rewrite history. Yeah, oh, that's my whole thing. It's history. Yeah. Who's telling the story? Right. Who's the, right now, there's a new biography of Ty Cobb that says, he's a great guy. Oh, you were in that movie? Yes. You were in the movie, Cobb. Yes, yes. How, well, how was it working with Tommy Lee Jones? Great. Great, great. I, I would love that guy. Great. I'd love to hang around. He's the kind of guy you, you would you? Hanging around Tommy's different, but he's Why? a great actor. He's tough. He's very, Tommy's a tough guy to hang out with. Uh, he's cranky. That's a good word. Yeah. That's a good word. But by the way, great actor. Doesn't suffer fools gladly, which doesn't bother yeah. me. That doesn't bother me at all. Did you uh, see him in this latest movie he did, this uh, Western movie that uh, he plays with a gal that he has to take No, crazy? no. I heard it was great. It's it's a freaking awesome movie. I, I don't know the name of this movie, but if you're if you're watching, yeah, I don't know what it's called either. But it I, is I, I so think good. I heard that Tommy's a great actor. Tommy, you know, Tommy's roommate in college was Al Gore. You know, Tommy, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah I didn't. Tommy uh, went to you know grew up in Texas, and he was a football player. Hmm. And his he hard told, to believe it. He didn't no, look like a big guy. Well, back then they weren't as yeah, big. Yeah. And his ambition was to play for Bear Bryant. He wanted to play for Bear Bryant, and he mm. wasn't accepted by them. So he goes to Harvard, and uh, he becomes all unanimous. 
Ivy League lineman uh, at 180-pound guard. Oh my and he God. played in the great Harvard-Yale game where Harvard scored 16 points in the last 52 seconds to preserve an undefeated season. And the famous documentary about it, Harvard ties Yale you know, 21-21 or whatever the score was. Wow. Well, Harvard beats Yale 21-21-21, whatever it was, because they, they tied the game. What's interesting about it, he played against, uh, on the Yale team then, was Calvin Hill and Brian Dowling. And the captain of the Harvard team was the full was the fullback was dating a girl at Yale Drama School. You see her in pom poms yeah. by the name of Meryl Streep. Oh, get out! Yeah, it's very cool. It's a great see, documentary. You know, it's a, it's a small world when you think about it. I always tell people in the Fortune. I was a Fortune 100 officer, so there's only 500 of those in the world. And then you, you expand. I was that. a four hundred Fortune 100, only 500 of them. Yeah. Because there's Fortune 100 companies have about five corporate mm. offices, main corporate. So you take you know five times 100, I got 500. You. I got you. But even you take it to a thousand, that's five thousand. That's a small town in South Dakota. I mean, it's not a lot of people. And, and what you find even in acting and so a lot of people connected and they get their friends helping them. Right. Which is a big thing. All right. Hey, listen, we're running out of time, and this has been awesome. We got to do this again because this is fun. We're about to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because we're literally gonna, we're we're, we're doing a home and home. Yeah, a home and home. We're interviewing each other. So shameless plug. I give everybody a chance for a shameless plug. You can push whatever you want. Push a charity. You can push a business. You can push a book. You can push a movie. I don't care what it is, but shameless plug. I'll put a shameless plug out for New York City Restaurant Week, which is awesome. It's going it's on. Always for the, good. It's here for the next three weeks, and yeah. you can get deals on restaurants. Now I have to say my best friend is a restaurateur here. Well, where? And, What's the name of uh, He owns the Myriad Restaurant Group. They they own restaurants, Tribeca Grill, Nobu. Nobu, and, okay. Yeah, that's he, great. And, that's a good uh, one. Uh, Tribeca Grill is good. Right, and the Batard. I mean, he's, he just won yeah. the James Beard Awards. But but I have another friend, Stephen Starr, who'd be great on your show, because he's both of these guys, I had him on my show. We've been wanting, right? I mean, I, I, these that. guys are great. Drew will come on. He's the Myriad Group. Uh, his partner's De Niro. And oh, yeah, that's right. And then uh, Stephen Starr. And you also did a movie with De Niro. The Mistress, with yeah. my favorite movie, maybe. Yeah. Uh, and then um, uh, and then Stephen Starr, which is a great story, because Stephen Starr, 30 years ago, almost 40 years ago, God, about 35 years ago, started a great comedy club in Philadelphia called Stars. Yeah. And he had the best comedy club. Oh, yeah. And then for years later, I said, whatever happened to him? And he became the restaurateur of Philadelphia with Budokan and Morimoto. Oh, yeah. Those are all his restaurants. Yeah, well, Obama, and, and, and when he was Budokan's here. Budokan's here now. Right. And so is Morimoto. And when Obama came to New York and ate the other day, he ate at his new restaurant, Upland. Oh, wow. So, I mean, so I'll give a plug to my friends there. But not just New York. New York Restaurant Week is a couple of times during the yes, year. Yes, but summer yeah. and fall. Yeah. Summer and winter. And it's and awesome. It's it is cool. packed. you you, you got to call ahead during yeah, Restaurant Week. You get three courses for lunch for $24. Yeah. And you get um, for dinner it's thirty eight. If I'm going to give a shameless plug, it's going to be either to Alzheimer's or awesome. to Alzheimer's or to uh, to the to the uh, anything to do with dogs. Awesome. Anything to do with animals. Hey Robert, pleasure, man. My pleasure. Hey, thanks for joining us. Taking you behind the scenes of what's happening in the business world. Jeffrey Hazlett hosts All Business. Brought to you by Fortinet. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You're listening to All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett, brought to you by Fortinet. Hey, this is Jeffrey Hazlett, and I always like to wrap up every single show with what I learned from what we just talked about. And the biggest thing was loyalty. Loyalty. Sometimes it gets in the way of us making the right decision. There's nothing wrong with saying when someone's not doing something right to let them go and to move on. You love them, but you're going to miss them. And there's nothing wrong with saying with somebody, hey, I love you and it's okay. And my loyalty is going to be for my love for you for going on, not 
involved in my business. So don't forget that. And this has been All Business with Jeffrey Hazel, brought to you by Fortinet. And so tune in, tell your friends, and don't forget, tune in to Robert's show too, because, man, you're going to hear some great stuff all about sports and all about life. And this has been Jeffrey Hazlett with All Business on Play.it. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.